Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. of your spirit. Fill every heart that is here this morning. Let us leave this place transformed. Let us leave this place renewed. Let us leave this place revived. Let us leave this place refreshed to your glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus mighty name. And everybody said amen. Say your loudest amen. The louder your amen, the bigger your breakthrough. Wow. How many of you are excited to be in church this morning? I believe something absolutely wonderful is coming your way. It's time for your miracle. I said it's time for your miracle. That prophecy you receive, it's time for it to be fulfilled. Wonderful. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say to your neighbor, my neighbor, for this morning's service, I am making a promise to you. I will listen to the word 
I will not be on my phone. I will not fall asleep. I will not be chatting. And I will not disturb you. You will be excited you sat by me. By the way, my neighbor, after church, I'll buy lunch for you. You may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. Hallelujah. Say another amen. Amen. Today I want to start sharing with you on what I call laws of wealth creation. All right? I'm preaching from this book written by our founder and bishop, Doug Heward Mills. The title of the book is Why Non-Tithing Christians Become Poor and How Tithing Christians Can Become Rich. You'll be one of the rich people. The Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, the Lord says that Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me? And ye say, wherein have we robbed you? In tithes and in offerings. Then God said, bring in all the tithes into the storehouse, that there might be meat in my house. Then he says something very profound in the Bible. He says, and prove me here now with. That means prove me with this tithing principle. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there may not be room enough for it. God is planning to give you a blessing that there will not be room enough for it. There are three types of people in this world. People who don't have enough, people who have enough, and people who have more than enough. You will have more than enough. People who don't have enough, it means their bills are more than what they have. People who have enough, it means they just survive. They are are able to pay their bills. But if they are going home now and they want to eat McDonald's, they can't. Because they didn't budget for it. That is, you have enough. And many of you are at survival level. In fact, we are all at survival level. But God wants to bring us into a place where we have more than enough. Hallelujah. I'm tired of pastoring people who are always broke. You must be tired of being broke. You look like you have been working very hard. You must be tired of being broke. Poverty. You see, this church is not a money church, but poverty is a bad thing. The Bible says that the the poverty of the poor man is his own destruction, or the destruction of the poor man is his poverty. So when a poor man dies, whether a car hit him or he got cancer, or what the cause of death, if you're a doctor, cause of death, you just need to write poverty. Because if you were not, if you were not poor, you would be crossing the road at that place. It's as simple as that. That's why if you'll be driving, why you will be the one driving, why would you be crossing the road? That's why in the story of Lazarus and the rich man, Lazarus died first. What killed him? Not the dogs, poverty. Hey, pastor, but the dog bit him. If he had medical aid, 
he would have been taken to St. Anne's and he would have been saved. That's why he died. So I'm tired of having people who are broke as my church members. People who are always working. Your situation is changing. I said you are changing levels. Yeah. I'm believing God to have millionaires in the church. Yeah. If you are one of them, say amen. I'm believing God to have people who earn more than 100,000 a month in the church. If you are one of them, say amen. I'm believing God to have young people who have built their houses. They have built a house. Yeah. Yeah. And still young. So that we have enough time to enjoy what we have built. And God is saying that this will be possible if you follow my laws that create wealth. Hallelujah. There was a, let me tell you this story quickly. There was a certain man. In fact, one pastor, I know him. Am robbers went to his house. And when Am robbers went to his house, they broke in everything. They said they were looking for money. Tell your neighbor money. money. And he said he has no money in the house. They said, no, bring the money, bring the money. Then he went, he said the whole house and the money he had in, at home was about 100 rands. So the armed robbers were bored that, look, we have broken the door, done all, only 100 rands. So they, they slapped him a couple of times. I mean, a pastor, one of our pastors. And they left. So when they, they said, next time, make sure you have money at home. So then they left. So from that time, when his children ask him for money, and he says he doesn't have money, he says, ah, that's why the armed robbers beat you. <laughs> ah, ah. So we used it to laugh at him all the time. That's why the armed robbers beat you. If you had some money at home, they wouldn't have beat you. May you have money on you. Money, money, money on you to avoid. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, when it comes to wealth creation, it's a very mysterious thing. It's, it's, it's not something that is easily understood. Hallelujah. And the way we think wealth, wealth means money, okay? The way we think wealth is created is actually not how wealth is. Many people think when you get more money, then you become rich. You have been getting money all your life since you started working. Where are the riches? I'm still waiting. Gail, how long have you been working? 23 years you have been paid for. They've been giving you money 23 years. I'm still waiting for your, your Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, it's coming, I know. Do you get it? So by getting money, and Africa has gotten a lot of money from America, from, from Europe, even from China. You better learn how to speak Chinese because very soon they will take over our place. And if you don't speak Chinese, me, you will be lost. So me, I've started, this is my first sentence. I started. <laughs> Do you get it? We think that by getting money, look, meanwhile, Africa, with all the monies we have been given over the years, we still remain the poorest continent 
in the world. And we are getting poorer and poorer. Meanwhile, the people who have been given to us are getting richer and richer and richer. Do you get it? So you would find out that, look, it's not what you think makes a person rich that makes a person rich. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and adds no sorrow. So we want to look at God's way. And that's how people become, as we go through it, you will see that's how people become rich. And I'm glad you are young because wisdom there is better when you get it when you are young. Many of you now know that school is good, but it's a little... Because if you were to go to school now, you would realize that the hard drive ability to, to store is low. Do you get it? Anytime it stores any fresh data, it deletes another one. Do you get it? Uh-huh. And some of the things, some of the things that are even already stored there cannot be deleted. It's like it's part of the system. When you delete it, it doesn't go. <laughs> it's a Trojan horse, Trojan horse. Hallelujah. Now, we have realized that giving rather makes people rich, contrary to the way we think. Many, most people who are rich give. They give to something and they become richer. Hallelujah. So we are talking about tithing. And I'm talking about how tithing Christians or how tithers activate the laws of wealth creation. When you are a tither, you you meet the various laws that create wealth. Law number one. The first law of wealth creation is what we call the law of humility. Humility. The law of humility. When you tithe, what you demonstrate is that you acknowledge that God is the one who has helped you to make the wealth that you have. Or to get what you have. You acknowledge God's involvement. Bible says, Deuteronomy 8, 8, it says, and you shall remember the Lord for it is he that gives you power to make wealth. To, the power to make wealth, it comes from God. If God pulls it away, that's it. God pulls it away, that's it. It's finished. It's finished. Many, many, many. And, 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 and the opposite of humility is pride. Many proud people think that what they have, they have it by their own strength. I have this. I'm a strong man. That's why I have this. I, I'm very intelligent. I'm very, I did civil engineering. I passed all my exams. That's why I got this. I know. Look, I went to, let me tell you a story. I went to school with a guy. Um, high school with a guy. Now, that guy, when he wrote um, the exam, the, the matric exam, he got the top award for West Africa. Yeah, he got the West Africa, not Ghana, West Africa. He got the West African Award. I mean, his name is even on my mind right now. Then he went to the, he got distinction in everything. Then he stepped in the university. In those days, we used to have what we call FUE, which is first university exam. So when you come to the university, you'll be in the university for about two months. Then you write that exam. If you fail that exam, it doesn't matter which 
distinctions you came to the school with, you are going home. You will be excluded. It's now that they realize that it's too harsh. So they let you be around. If you fail about four of them, then they exclude you. Those days, you'll be in the school. We are all moving. We are all in the school. But until after the exam, we are not in the school. So this guy who got the award, he went to write this exam. When he sat down, they put the exam papers in front of all of them. Then they said, start work. When he took the paper and came to see the question, as soon as he turned and he saw this question, he screamed and he went mental up to today. Mental. Mental. He went, he went mental. Yeah. Up to today. The question is, where is his intelligence to continue? He went off up to today. I'll tell you another story. There was another guy. You know, when we, we, we go to boarding school, we are very young. So when you come, when you enter, one of the seniors takes you as, adopts you as their child to help you in the school in your first two years. Then you now know your way around. The guy who looked after me when I went to first year, when I went to the school for the first time, high school, he passed. Very, very smart guy. He got admission to go to medical school. Just before he went to medical school, he went crazy. Yeah. They used to laugh at me. Your senior has gone crazy. Because I was still in the school when he had gone crazy. Because when I, he was in final year. So we all knew he had gone off. So my friends, they used to laugh. Hey, I don't know what you gave to your senior. He has gone crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it's not your ability. And, and, and sometimes you have proud people. So I did it myself. Strong people like that. They talk foolishly. And, but anyhow. But it is God. The Bible says it is God who gives you the power to make wealth. The power to make wealth. It's not by your mind. It's not by your power. It's God who gives you the power. The intelligence. Sometimes no, if you make money with your beauty, it's God who gave you the beauty. Where were you when God was, when you were being created? Were you there? Did God seek your opinion? Should I put your nose here or here or here? God made it before you came. Yeah, and by that, you are going places. Yeah. One day, Bishop tells a story of this guy who is like, look, very proud guy is in the church. Won't pay tithe in the church. Yeah, and usually you have, you have some people like that. They are in the church. They, I'll never pay tithe in the church. We also have some people in the church. They are in the church here, but they pay tithe somewhere else. Like, you go to McDonald's to eat, then you go and pay at KFC. Hypocrite, liar. Do you, do you get it? Yeah, like, we have people like that. Some, you have people here with you. You are feeding them, looking after them every day. And then they go and pay tithe to TB Joshua. That they see on television. Meanwhile, the television, you pay TV license for it, or you pay DSTV for it. Now, let me continue my story. The church is too quiet for my liking. So, this guy, look, the guy proud and rude guy. Talks in here. If you make a mistake, you disgrace you in public right now. I have friends like that. When you are having a conversation with them, you better avoid them. Yeah, because they can, they can disgrace you now. A guy, like, one day he came and said he wanted to see Bishop. So everybody was agitated and alarmed. Because, I mean, you don't want to meet... I, mean, I have people like that. When they want to meet me, I try not to meet them. I hope you are not the one. Anyway. 
What was I saying? So he came. So when he got to Bishop's office, Bishop said, he, he said, oh, what? hello, you're welcome. What do you want to see me? He said, oh, no. Then he took out an envelope from his things. Then he said, oh, I've, I've decided to start paying tithes. And I didn't want to put it in the basket because I wanted you to see that I've started paying tithes. Wow. Wow. So she said, oh, okay, God bless you. Go and put it in there. Thank you, God. Now, do you want to know why this very proud guy had started paying time? He had gone to see the doctor a few days before then. And he had been diagnosed of cancer. Do you want something terminal or something bad to force you to acknowledge God? Let me tell you a story. One day, a certain guy went to see a doctor. And the doctor said, oh, okay, we need, we need to run some tests. So they took some blood and all these things. Then they started to run a test. And said, so, oh, come tomorrow. We'll tell you what. So the next day he came. When he got there, the doctor said, I'm sorry to inform you that I have two news for you. One is bad and one is worse. Now, I wonder why people do that. I have, I have news for you. What good, bad? Which one do you prefer? Charlie, even the introduction to the message is already a problem. So he said, he said which one do you prefer? Do you, which one do you want first? Then he said, okay, let's start with the bad news. Then the doctor said, well, you have cancer and you have 24 hours to live. 24 hours! What can be worse than this? So he asked the doctor, what, what news can be worse than this one? Then the doctor said, I should have told you yesterday. Hey! Your 24 hours started from yesterday. <laughs> Don't wait until something makes you now acknowledge God. The Bible says that promotion, Psalm 75, it says, for promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, but God is judge. He put that down one and set it up another. It's God who brings somebody down and it's God who puts somebody up. Yeah, if you are married, it's God who puts you there. Don't let God change his mind and say, let us shuffle. Yeah. The job you are doing, somebody was doing it before you. Oh, Pastor, you know, I'm a very, very intelligent person. This is the one I went to the interview. As soon as they saw me at the department of um, moon and stars, they saw that, uh, look, I'm an astrologer. So, they gave me the job. Look. There are thousands of people who can do what you are doing. If you are there, God has allowed you to be there. Don't let, acknowledge God. Acknowledge him for his contribution. Yeah. I don't know whether I should tell you this other story. It's a, it's a little, it has an age restriction on it. I'll tell you on Tuesday. Please, Tuesday, 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 Tuesday. Hallelujah. So when you, when you get paid and you say, okay, look, 
or you get money and say, I'm taking my tithe, which is 10% of what you have gotten. I'm taking it off and I'm honoring God with it. You demonstrate to God that you realize that if it's not God, I say, if it's not God, if it is not God, you won't be around by now. You won't be doing what you are doing by now. Look, things are not as automatic as you think they are. I said, things are not as automatic as you think they are. That you wake up, you can breathe. They are not as automatic. It, you just need something small to collapse in your mind and then that's it. Something small. Not, not even your whole mind. Or just something to stop sending a signal to a certain part of your body and then that's it. It's like short circuit. Doesn't go anymore. That's all. And then that's it. Then that's it. That's it. You see that you move your arm. It doesn't move. Meanwhile, it belongs to you. Yeah, it doesn't move. Yeah, that's why you see that there's something in this world. So, guys, let's humble ourselves. It is God. I say it is God who lifts one person up and brings one person down. Yeah, I am not deaf. There was a pastor here before me. For those of you who have just come. And a reminder to those of you who have been around. There was a pastor here before me. Nicer pastor, more handsome pastor, preaches better. Everything. I mean, all things. Amen. Then, I came. Now, I don't think I'm the last pastor of this church. Although we would like to think that way. But I'm not. Ah, 56 years. Why? Is this heaven? No, 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 no. There's nothing to worry about. I'm just saying, it's good to know. I say, it's good to know. It's good to know that where you are, you are not the first person there. And it's possible you will not be the last person. You can be replaced. Some wives sit at home feeling like they cannot be replaced. Who told you? You can be replaced. Better change that thinking quickly. Up your game and be a proper wife, a humble wife to secure your position. You can easily be replaced. Say amen. You are preaching. Some husbands sit at home as, as the king of kings. When I was saying wives, you didn't say a. As the king of kings and lord of lords. Look up your game as a husband Amen. and be the best husband your wife can have. Yeah. Or else one day God will hear her prayer. You miss, you miss a good place to say amen. One day she will lift up her hand and she will pray. And that day God will hear the prayer. <laughs> you, you don't like it when we say sad things in the church. I can see Look, born again marriages are funny. You come to it at another meeting. Because <laughs> today is Sunday. Everybody is listening. People are watching from all over the world. <laughs> humble yourself. Humble yourself. 
They said, I'm the only singer in the church. Nobody can replace me. Who, 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 who told you that? Who told you that? Where did you hear that from? Who told you? Give us proof. Give us, give us an affidavit from the police station to show that you are the only singer in the church. Yeah, and bring us a copy of the contract which we signed with you to tell you that you are the only singer we can ever have. You will see now your own daughter has come to replace you. Yeah. I said your own daughter which you gave birth to. You see she's singing in your place. Kafu, you say amen. Yeah. Or your mother has come to replace you. Number two, time is flying like a bullet. Look, humble yourself. Oh. Yeah, humble yourself. Humble yourself by the side of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. Humble yourself. Stop raising your shoulders like a peacock. Humble yourself. When you humble yourself, then God himself is impressed. Then he lifts you up. And when God lifts you up, nobody can bring you down. I see God lifting you up and putting you on a pedestal that nobody can remove from under you. It will be your story in the name of Jesus. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that will happen to you. Law number two. The law of sowing and reaping. The law of sowing and reaping. I'm saying that when you are a tither, you automatically fulfill this law of sowing and reaping. This is the oldest law of wealth creation. You sow, then you reap. When Adam and Eve first came, God just provided for them. The whole garden, they had everything. They didn't have to sow. Everything was there. But when man fell, God put a new law on the, on the earth. Genesis 8.22, God said to Noah, while the earth remains, for as long as you are on this earth, seed time and harvest time will never cease. God put that law there. So it's an old law. You sow, then you reap. You sow, then you As soon as you sow, you have activated a law to reap. As soon as you sow, you have activated a law to reap. Seed time, harvest time, sowing, reaping. So Galatians 6, 7, the Bible says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. You reap what you sow. Hallelujah. So when you tithe, you activate sowing and reaping. Your seed has gone there. All you have to do is to wait for its harvest. Wait for its harvest. Why don't people sow? Because sowing is not easy. Psalm 126 verse 5, the Bible says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Sowing is not easy. Because sometimes the seed you are going to sow, you had plans of doing something with it. So when you sow, you basically deny yourself of something you were going to do now. Maybe the money was to go and do your hair. Then you have come. The way the pastor is shouting. You see that you have to sow. 
you have to sow the seed and cut your hair. Yeah. And you cut a cheese cup because that you can do at home. With an old razor that you had to save cost. Sometimes the money is for something else. It's for this, it's for that, it's for groceries, it's for this. So many things that you have to do. So sewing is not easy. When you are going to sew, you see the things you are depriving yourself of. You say, my God. But the Bible says, as you are sewing, you will be crying. You are crying. You are sewing in tears. It's painful. It's difficult. But the Bible says you shall reap in joy. You're weeping. It will endure for a night. But your joy will come in the morning. Sowing and reaping. Many people don't want to obey this law, but they want to reap. Hence, poverty is on the land so mightily. I pray that you are the one who will break the chains of poverty in your family. You are the one. You are the one. that They won't look at your family and say, oh, these people, they don't have anything. They will begin to look from your time going forward. Say, oh, these people, they are blessed. Even blessed to a stage where people now say, oh, you are doing drugs or you are stealing money or you are, you are, you are, you are. Yeah. Or muti. Yeah. May God bless you, nyafu, nyafu. Seed time, Gail. Seed time and harvest time. All the seeds you have sown, your harvest is coming. Amen. It will definitely come. It will definitely come. It's a law. If you, if you, if you don't obey it, Harvest and Bible says they have sowed the wind. He's talking about people who don't sow. They have sown the wind. So when it's harvest time, they reap the whirlwind. Every harvest is an advancement of the seed. So they sow the wind. It's like, what does it mean to sow the wind? It's like, when it was, oh, you see that we hold our offerings like this. So when it was offering time, they did a blow and they caught the air into their and then they put it to God. This is my offering to you, God, is air. Booyah. So when it's harvest time, God also, you know, God's, the reason why you reap the whirlwind is because God's arms are bigger than yours. So when he also catches the wind like that and he brings it, you reap a bulk wind, bulk like that, whoom. And sometimes when the wind comes, it comes to even blow away some of the things you already have. Seed time and harvest time. Luke 8.36, the Bible says, or 6.38, the Bible says, give, 6.38. Give! Or 8.36, one of them. Give! 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 And it shall come back unto your neighbor. Hey! What Bible are you reading? Give! I'm reading now. Open the real Bible. The Bible you have opened, that's not what they are reading. Give! And it shall come back to your grandmother. Let me see. That's why you are even arguing. Because you don't have it even in your Bible. You have opened to Corinthians something. How How come you are arguing with me? Let me see. You don't even have it. You are arguing with me. You are all, let's read. Please, everybody open to it. 
Because I don't want it to be that. Because me, what I know that when you give, it comes to your neighbor. But you guys are arguing with me. Give! And it will come back to who? To you! Do you have it? Uh-huh. Even your words are small, you can't see it. Give! And it will come back to you. To you, not your neighbor, to you. When you are giving an offering, you give it for yourself. It doesn't come to your neighbor. It doesn't come to your brother. It doesn't come to your auntie. It doesn't come to your friend. It comes to you. It will come to you. And Bible says when it's coming, it's pressed down. It's shaking together. And it runs over. 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 Don't be tired of giving. When you have the opportunity to give, don't be tired of giving. Because it's coming back to you one day. In a measure, Bible says, by the same measure which ye give, shall it be meted out to you. So you determine how much comes back to you. You determine it. You decide, look, I want a big harvest. I must sow a big seed. I want a small harvest. I'm going to sow a small seed. Sometimes you sow a small seed and you are expecting a big harvest. You are going to sow mangoes. And you are expecting that when the fruit comes, it will be as big as a watermelon. How? It's against the laws of nature. It's against the law of nature. So when you tithe, you are making sure that regularly your seed is being sown. So that your harvest time is also continuous. Just as seed time is continuous, harvest time is also continuous. Number last one. The third one. I won't talk about this one, then I finish. The law of priorities. The law of priorities. This is how wealth is created. Humility, you humble yourself, then God lifts you up. You sow, then you reap. Then number three, you set your priorities right. Any, go and check anybody who has prospered. They have their priorities right. If you like, go and check. They have their priorities right. Bible says that seek ye first, Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Seeking God first. Having your priorities right. The law of priority refers to doing first things first. There are some things you don't do before another thing. Like you are woken up, you are going to school. Then you wear your school uniform. Then you enter into the bathroom. Then you start to bath. (sighs) You don't do that. Yeah. Like you are in a relationship. If you are in a relationship, you marry before you start having sex. S-S-E-X, sex. having sex, then you start marrying. It's like like you are a car. You are taking it for a text drive before you buy it. You are not a car. Sister, you are not a car. Brother, you are not a car. You don't start. Hello? Yeah, this side is very quiet. 
So is this side. Not forgetting this side. You don't start blowing. I mean, blowing. If they say no, you say why not? You marry. You put a ring on it. You go and see the girl's parents and honor them. Honor them. Then now you are free. That one we don't care. Even let me not say it to me. For some of sometimes you sisters go and put yourself on a sacrificial land. Like, why? Why? Ask the nearest sister by you. Why? Hey, pastor, you see, I'm not a child. Look, sex is not for old people, it's for married people. If your grandmother has no, is not married and she's having sex, it's still wrong. Despite how old she is. It's not for, it's not for old people. It's for married people. But you see, you have come. Hey, Pastor, if I don't, he, he will leave me. Somebody who is going to leave you if you don't sleep with you is going to leave you anyway. He's going to leave you anyway. Look, let me, let me say this because it's Sunday. I say it for free. Look, men are attracted to mysterious things. I've been a pastor since, since the year 2000. Yeah. Every time a brother comes to introduce to me a sister... I'm always surprised. I'm always surprised that it's that sister. Always. I don't even have like one exception. And you can imagine in the last almost 20 years, how many brothers have come to introduce her, especially if I know you before. There's always that element. Wow. It's like you always take us by surprise. Do you know why it is so? The mystery, the mystery, the mystery. The mystery is always more attractive to a man. The mystery, the mystery, the mystery. What is a mystery? Something that you don't know. Something you have not seen before. The mystery. The mystery. The mystery. So now when we know everything, there's no mystery. You, look, you'll be surprised the things men believe. Yeah. Look, the day before I got married, my pastor called me to his office and had a meeting with me. And he said to me, look, when you go there, I have to, this is man to man. I don't want you to go and act surprised. Do you get it? Because your reaction that, that at that moment is going to be recorded and held against you for the rest of your life. So you better have a proper reaction. 
So I said, what? They said, let me start by saying that. You see the breast. Do you see? He asked me, where is it? I said, it's here. He said, no. It's not there. I said, eh? Eh? So, somebody stop me. Where is it? I said, pastor, tell me. Where is it? Because all my life, I knew that it was here. Look. My pastor said to me, brother, you are new. It's not here. I said, pastor, I know there are two. One is here, one is here. He said, no. I said, how can it be? He said, no. So I said, tell me. You have, nothing you have told me has been a lie. So tell me. Then he said, listen, they are here because they have used a rope to hold it there. When they remove the support structure, the thing that you thought was here, you see that it's somewhere here. You will see that that thing, it has come to somewhere here. It has come there, there. Look, you thought they were standing here. They have used a rope to tie it this way, tie it this way, tie it this way, cross it at the back, hold it firmer. That's why it is standing where it is. I was surprised. So he said that, you see, I don't want that when you get there, and you see that the thing has come downstairs. Then you will say that, oh, why? What happened to you? I said, surprise! What happened to you? If you say that, you will never be forgiven for that. That's why as your pastor, I'm telling you in advance. So that when you go and it comes to that place, you just play on, play on. You don't call for VAR. VAR, let's check it again. You continue. Yeah, you just say advantage and you play on. Yeah. So the mist, as I'm saying it, some of you brothers, you don't believe what I'm saying. That's how a man is. It's like he just has a mysterious picture in his mind. And that's it. Now, when you show him, and, it's, and usually his imagination is so wild that you can never meet the imagination. You can never meet the imagination. I said, you can never. He, he can easily ask you, why is your breast two? I thought it was three. You'll be surprised. You, I'm telling you, you'll be surprised. That's how a, a man is like a baby. That's how he is. So when you show everything to him, then now he realized that, ah, huh? no, 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 no. Then he sees somebody else walking over there. Then he convinces himself that this one is different. They say, okay, we have been together for some time, but my auntie in Tofim Baba says that um, she doesn't approve of your hairstyle. So you, I'll get back to you. Don't call me, I'll call you. Then you see he's gone somewhere else. The mystery. So sisters, this is for you, especially the young sisters. Don't sell yourself short. You are not losing anything. You are rather protecting your dignity. 
Protecting your dignity. Protecting your dignity. So the law of prioritization talks about doing first things first. And one of the things you must do first is to place God first. Place God first in your life. Many of us, God is not first in You sit down for a second. Many of us, God is not first in I round up. God is not first in your life. Yeah, some of you, your mother is first. Look, my mother is perhaps one of the greatest people I know. Yeah. But she's not first in my life. No. No. Not first. She's close, one of the close, but not first. My wife. No. No. My children. Ah. I am preparing to move them from my house. God is the number one. I think I like the security man. We should request that he is the one who works for us. Because of all our security men we have had, nobody comes to sit, stand here and listen to preaching. They are just walking in the street. Yeah. Meanwhile, we pay them. I think we should specifically request for this one. Yeah. On a Sunday morning. Or whatever. Yeah. Hallelujah. What was I saying? God must be number one. Some of your husbands, you will kill somebody because of your husband. A man. A man. A man. Ah, something must be wrong with you. Because of a, a man. Oh, why? And I don't want to talk about a woman because, like I told you on Tuesday, there are 5.6 billion women in this world and only 2.2 billion men in the world. So, I mean, I don't even want to come there. It's not like I'm chauvinistic or sexist or whatever. No. But the, the facts speak for themselves. 2.2 as against 5.6. Please. Please. If you have done a little economics, you will realize that the higher the supply, the lower the price. This is just, it's my economics lecturer who told me. It's not me. I didn't, it's not, I didn't make it up. My economics lecturer told me the lower the supply. If you want to increase the price of anything, you lower the supply. If you want to decrease the price of something, you increase the supply. <laughs> Back to it. Let God be number one. And the way you show God that he's number one is when you get money. Because as for words there, you can come and worship. Some of you can worship and cry, but hmm. 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 you can worship and sing some of the songs. I, hear, I give myself away. Meanwhile, you can't come to church on Tuesday. If you have given yourself away, how come you can't come to church on a Tuesday? So if God is using your worship, your worship songs, I give myself a look, look, look. Let's stop joking. So God uses your money, your money, because where your money is, your heart is also there. Folks, I pray that we become serious tithers and we honor God in our lives and God will bless all of us. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. Lift your hands for a minute and just pray for yourself. Maybe you are here, you tithe. Maybe you are here, you don't tithe. Your tithe is 10% of anything God gives you. Maybe you are here, you tithe. Pray for the grace to always be faithful. 
tithe is about tithing regularly and tithing the right amount. Pray for the grace to stay in what you believe. Not when you are under pressure, you put God number four. Pray for the grace. Maybe I hear you don't tithe. Ask God to give you the strength to tithe in the name of Jesus. Just pray for yourself. Just one minute and we are done. Thank you, Jesus. Mrandolobos, kepalola, shatolios, kepanto taliada, kimola bratekos, kipala, shetolia, mitoli posito takaya, kimola palelos, kepali, rimosipa lo tatile, kimole pados, kinto talibasa, ripontolion de kali, panda lobaba, ripositoliataka, kimola palelos, keto sipa. Help us, help us, help us, help us, help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands, let us pray. Father, thanks for the opportunity to hear your word and to let your spirit convict us of the truth through your word. Make us not hearers only of your word, but doers of your word. Help us to be faithful to fulfill the laws that govern wealth creation, the law of humility. Acknowledging that it is you who has given us the power to make wealth, acknowledging that promotion comes from you. Lord, help us to sow our seeds in the in the seed time that we will reap our harvest in harvest time. Also, help us to put you first put you first where our finances are concerned we give you praise Lord Jesus we give you glory I pray for everybody here present every handle in their lives Lord stretch your mighty right hand into their lives and bring a solution we give you praise and glory forever and ever in the name of Jesus Everybody said amen. amen. Oh, say a better amen. amen. You are here this afternoon. You want to say, Pastor, I am not born again. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I want to go to heaven when I die. I want to pray for you quickly before we take our seats. I want to say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. I don't want to go to hell. I want to invite Jesus into my heart. Every eye closed. And every head bowed. Let's give people some privacy. Close your eyes wherever you are, please. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. From where you are standing, just lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you came by yourself. Maybe you come to this place. I want to say, Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Lift up your right hand. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. I don't want to go to hell. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, please lift it high above your head. Lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you quickly, quickly. I'll as we close, as we close, lift up your right hand. I'll pray. If your hand is up, come to me in the front. I'll pray with you quickly. You lifted up your hand. You are serious about it. Come to me. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Don't be shy. Just come to me. Give him your life today.
it's your prayer. I'm just going to guide you to pray it, all right? So look at me so that you can confidently hear what I'm saying. Say with me, say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for them? Wow. From today, you are born again. You are born again. If you die, you will go to heaven. The next thing you have to do is to be baptized in water. And then that's it. If you die today, tomorrow, next year, 100 years from now, you will go to heaven. All right. Our sisters over there and our brother in the bow tie, they have something they want to give to you quickly and you will come back to your seats, all right? So please just go with them quickly. One minute, you won't be long. They want to give you a gift and then you will come back. They'll give you a gift. You'll come back. Help them, encourage them, just encourage them. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.